A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. The only thing you should have to comply to around here would be to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by District Equivalent 79. You want to fire me? Please do. This happened about 30 years ago. I was unemployed when I heard that the local decommissioned military base had been converted for commercial use and was looking to hire a large force of private security. Not much of a job, but something to keep the bills paid while I looked for something better, I guess. I was hired as a patrol officer and assigned to one of four day shifts. The base was large enough that they divided it up into four areas, and thus we had four shifts at all times. There was the big boss, shift bosses, and patrol officers. I was assigned to Area 3, so I was a patrol officer 3, and my boss was shift boss 3. Claire? Shift boss 2 and patrol officer 2 were really close friends, and both of them were jerks. Everybody hated them, but luckily I didn't have much contact with them as I was working for Shift Boss 3 and in a different area of the base. To patrol, we had patrol cars, patrol golf carts, or we could walk. The distances we had to cover were measured in miles. Walking was impractical. There was too much ground to cover in a limited time. I usually chose the golf cart. I liked it as I could drive around buildings even if there was no road. Each day, we would come in to check the assignment board, grab a set of keys and a radio, and then head out on security patrols. I was always assigned to Area 3, but I knew the other areas well, as I'd previously been stationed at the base while it was still an active military base. On many of my patrols, I would find windows or doors open on buildings that hadn't been used in years. It puzzled me until I caught one of the other supervisors, Shift Boss 2, driving around Area 3 one day. Curious what he was up to, I followed him discreetly and noticed that he was opening random stuff in my area that should have been locked. Game on. For some odd reason, Shift Boss 2 really hated me. I still don't know why, but that's why he was roaming around in my area trying to leave stuff unsecure. He was deliberately trying to get me in trouble, but he was frustrated because I always found the stuff that was unlocked or open in my area. One day, I come into work and notice, oddly, that I was assigned to patrol Area 2. And that, oddly, the guy usually assigned to Area 2 was assigned to patrol my area, Area 3. So I wasn't covering for someone not on duty. The assignments had been switched. Whatever, change of scenery. That day, I did a thorough job of patrolling Area 2, not my area usually, and found lots of stuff to report. A leaking pipe flooding a building, several doors unlocked... The unlocked doors puzzled me, as I was sure the buildings hadn't been touched in years. So how did Patrol Officer 2 miss the unlocked doors on dozens of patrols? Anyway, I took careful notes of everything I found and put it in my patrol report before my shift ended. Next day, Shift Boss 2, not my boss, summons me into a meeting with the manager, Big Boss, and my boss, Shift Boss 3, was in there also. I looked at Shift Boss 3 with a questioning glance, but he just shrugged his shoulders. He didn't know what was going on either. Shift Boss 2 starts the meeting, stating he'd been doing spot checks on Area 3 yesterday and found several problems. That caught my attention. I mean, what did he find wrong in my usual patrol area? He goes on to rattle a really long list of items he had found, 
mostly unlocked doors, open windows, stuff that was clearly not secure in Area 3. Two of the bosses are giving me the stink eye, and I can see where this is headed. Shift Boss 2 concludes his speech with, It's clear that any patrol officer who's careless enough to miss all of these problems while on patrol should be terminated immediately. Then he turns to me and asks, What are your thoughts on that situation? To his surprise, I answer, I totally agree. If Patrol Officer 3 is that incompetent, then Patrol Officer 3 should be fired immediately. And then Big Boss chimes in with, Done, you're fired. Then I looked at Big Boss like he had three heads, and my boss, Shift Boss 3, finally jumps in. Uh, Big Boss, my officer, Patrol Officer 3, was assigned to Patrol Area 2 yesterday, remember? You suggested the assignment change yourself. So Big Boss asks if I was patrolling Area 2 yesterday. I told him yes. And then I pulled out my patrol report notes from the day before. I proceed to list all of the stuff I found unsecure in Area 2 the previous day. As I'm doing this, I can see the color draining from Shift Boss 2's face. Patrol Officer 2 had just been caught doing a very poor job of patrol in two areas. Shift Boss 2 got his friend fired by trying to get me fired. Whether this is the first time you've been hearing stories like this, or you're a lovely long-term returning malicious compliance veteran, have stories like this made you much more conscious about making sure everything's written down, everything has a record, and you cover your butt? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by JeffBebTPWVR8G. You want to report me to the police? I can do the same. This took place in Germany, relevant because of laws regarding taxes. A few weeks ago, my boyfriend and I were on our way home from an appointment and were quite hungry. We knew that about 10 friends would come to visit us this evening, so we decided to pick up some pizza for everyone on our way home. I quickly googled a nice pizza place and ordered 10 pizzas and 3 salads. Guy on the phone said it's ready in 10 minutes, which was perfect given it would take us roughly 15 to 20 minutes to drive there. We arrived and I went inside when the guy behind the counter says he has no order under my name. I checked my phone and realized I called a pizza place with the same name in a town 5 hours away. I asked the guy behind the counter if it's possible to make my order and he tells me it would take 15 minutes, so I went to wait outside. I was just about to call the other pizza place I wrongfully ordered at when my phone already rang. Lo and behold, it was the owner of the other pizza place and he was furious. Asked where I am, it was now 25 minutes after I initially ordered and if I'm going to pick up my order anytime soon. I explained my mistake that I ordered at the wrong restaurant. I said that I'll pay for the pizza he prepared. Given it was my stupid fault, I called the wrong restaurant if he can send me an invoice. As soon as I hang up the phone, our order at the place we were was ready and we drove home. Problem is, on our way home from there, you have no signal. It's through dense forest with no phone service available and takes about 25 minutes. By the time I got signal again, the guy had sent me a bank account number and a price. This is where things started to seem off. I paid about 100 euro for 10 pizzas and 3 salads only 30 minutes earlier. The exact same order I placed at the wrong pizza place. But the guy from the wrong pizza place only wanted 36 euros for 10 pizzas and 3 salads. Additionally to this message, I also got 5 messages threatening me to call the police if I don't pay. Remember, I had no signal on the way home and planned to do it ASAP when I got home. 
He also didn't do a legit invoice, so I went on the Pizza Place's website and checked if this restaurant's bank account number, in Germany every business needs their own tax identification number and bank account number, and it has to be accessible by the public. If a business gets paid money for their services and doesn't properly declare it, they can get fined a huge amount of money for it. Not to my surprise, he gave me his private bank account number because he wanted to pocket the money for himself and not pay taxes for it. I messaged him back saying I'll pay if he gives me the right bank account number and a legit invoice for it. Cue him getting furious and calling the police saying I'm not paying him. They call to question me and I tell them he's trying to commit fraud. Long story short, I paid the price for my order to the right bank account and the pizza place was fined so much they went bankrupt because after my report they found at least a dozen other charges against him. I was gonna say, usually in general, I think if you order food from a wrong place by accident, I feel like most places would overlook that, but then I realized OP made a 100 euro order. That definitely reaches far above the threshold of maybe I'll feel a little guilty if I don't pay into the oh god I made a big mess up territory. Too bad when you were trying to do the right thing, the guy was trying to commit tax fraud with your money. This next story is by Death by Wanderlust. Want it cheaper or not at all? Fine, have it your way. Two years ago, I took two extremely expensive, the examination fee is very high, internationally recognized exams, and also spent crap tons on buying preparation books for them. I tried to buy these books secondhand from a website, but didn't find any buyers who were selling for a reasonable price. I might as well have bought new ones for the same price, and so I did. These books are priced insanely because of how important and expensive the exams are. Now, I didn't use these books much as they were very extensive and the exams were not really that difficult. After I cleared the exams, I wanted to sell my books as they were brand new, expensive, and I remembered how I wasn't able to procure these books secondhand for a reasonable price as a broke student and wanted to help out someone else in the same position. So I put them up for sale at 40% of their original price. There were not many buyers, as it wasn't the time of year people gave those exams, but I found one guy, let's call him Stingy B, who kept haggling incessantly and wanting an even lower price for the books. I brought it down to 25-30%, to but he still wasn't satisfied. Kept telling me how it wasn't the right price, and I would find no buyers for such an exorbitant price. I wasn't even worried about the price, honestly. I just wanted the books to be used by someone else rather than be recycled or lie around my house for eternity, unread and unused. He told me to go find another buyer if I could for that price, and I seriously began considering just giving it to him for whatever he wanted. Luckily, a few days later, I found a buyer who agreed to buy the books for only 35% of the original price, and I immediately sealed the deal. There was minimal bargaining, and the girl was really nice and thankful. Stingy B now texts me and asked if I came to my senses and would like to give him the books for almost free, and I inform him that I found another buyer and sealed the deal at 35%. He then starts pleading with me and begging to consider and how he really needs those and how they're so expensive in the market. Yeah, no crap. Says he'll pay 30% of the price. I told him I'm already getting more than that for them and have given my word. He keeps begging me to reconsider and matches the price I was getting. Stingy B didn't even try to beat the price or give me any incentive to go back in my word to the other girl. I simply told him I would let him know if anything changed 
and removed my sale ad on the website. These are some big brain negotiation tactics. When OP literally already kind of messed up by admitting the price of whatever deal they closed was, and kind of lobbing up a softball for this guy to nail a price that is going to absolutely make OP go back on their word, they don't even do it. They still lowball OP. And our final story of the day is by long-suffering squid, arranging priorities. Read a story that reminded me of this instance. I'd been with my team for a number of years at this point, so I knew how to manage my workflow and priorities to keep our customers happy. We had one annoying customer though, who would constantly pressure us to give them top priority at all times, even though their orders rarely warranted it. Into our new manager, Portia. Portia had the bad habit of listening to everybody but my team. If someone outside the team, like a customer, a different team, or a manager of a different department asked Portia to change how our team worked, Portia would immediately agree to it without considering the impact it would have on our workflow. Naturally, when annoying customer asked Portia to make their orders top priority, Portia agreed. We protested, Portia ignored us, and annoying customer's orders were made top priority even when they didn't need to be. Porsche spent a few weeks constantly reminding us that annoying customer had top priority now while we scrambled to adjust to our new workflow. Annoying customer gave us a lot of grunt work to do, and now that their grunt work was now top priority, all our other customers' top priority work was being delayed. All this without a significant improvement on the annoying customer's orders due to the volumes involved. A few weeks more, and our other customers are becoming upset over the delays, and we can't tell them why. Portia comes by my desk with an order from one of our unhappy customers and tells me, This order is top priority. I can't help but snark, I thought annoying customers' orders were top priority. Totally missing my sarcasm, she pompous proclaims, All our orders are top priority. As if to encourage me to give my job 110%, I smirk. Everything's top priority? You got it, boss. Why a smirk? Because when everything has the same top priority, then nothing has top priority. And my team happily goes back to properly managing our workflow and priorities again. The other customers stop complaining about delays. An annoying customer continues to insist they get top priority for all their orders because of course they do. But we can go back to ignoring their unreasonable request. I don't know what to tell you besides working with somebody like this who just listens and is an echo chamber for any request that basically just goes through them would be so incredibly annoying. This is like if you're in school and you're in the lunch line and some snotty annoying kid who is always late shows up and begins complaining every single time that they deserve to go straight to the front of the line. Yeah, of course, come on up here, kid. Probably takes the milk right off of the kid's tray in front of them and puts it on the annoying kid's tray. Like, that's literally how this feels. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.